Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Deranged Penguin podcast. Welcome to it. We're back after Woo-hoo. our pre-scheduled uh, two-week break, the one we always do. Uh, that we were totally ready for. We knew that that's what's, uh, that we was were ready. I mean, Y'all if we want to be honest, I got like crunched with work. And I was like, are we going to record tonight? And Gina's like, isn't it our break? And I was like, okay. And then I just I felt think like, everyone rejoiced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this like more podcasts should do this. You know, sometimes you kind of get burnt out on podcasts. Be more so, like you know? us. Yeah. They should. Like, they should. Um, the other thing is that I know not everybody listens to the podcast every time they, I was, I was polling some people, basically asking to my friends, like, so how y'all been doing listening to it? And they're like, uh, actually, and you know, they made jokes about it, but then they also were like, I don't listen to podcasts as often during this pandemic life because I don't commute as often or whatever the case may be. And so I just like to ask around the room. You know, just whoever feels like answering. Um, uh, how is your podcasting diet? I'm um, fasting, <laughs> I would have to say. Uh, what's the Inter- opposite of intermittent? Yeah, I mean, permanently. Extra mittent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, that's it. I mean, that's the case. I, I get that. And I don't so- listen to anything. And I actually have a podcast I'd like to listen to that's <laughs> like a a serialized version of some Stephen King story. And Isn't it's got that like called a book on tape? Pretty much. It's got like some legit actors doing yeah, some like story and show? it's yeah, it's like a limited like, podcast. But I'm walking I, up to the door I, every time I listen to that stuff. Do that? Yeah. Every time I think about putting in headphones to listen to anything that only I want to listen to, I'm like, I'm probably gonna miss you know, a child screaming for help or something. something. Yeah. I just, like got to be listening at all times. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you are. You're right. That it's kind of why and how I listen or don't listen to podcasts or whatever. I have listened to some, um, but like it's in a very specific case where I like oh. I want to hear what somebody had to say on some podcast because it was like controversial or important or whatever. Like it was like, listen to this, and I listen to it like listen to a voicemail, you know, kind of like turn it on, kind of go to the spot, let it play while I was doing something else, and then I had like a phone call or something I had to join or a Zoom call, and then I don't know. Like there's a bunch of podcasts that are in the middle of old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Everybody can and is getting into podcasting now. And yet, because of the pandemic, there's no commutes, and so nobody's podcasting anymore. But the good news is, I guess, everybody's on YouTube now. So, I don't know. Yep. There's that. Everybody's YouTubing. That's what we're doing. I have to say, though, I'm a little distracted right now, because Adam, like, lied down to start speaking, and I feel like he's trying to seduce us right now. <laughs> it okay. is pretty seductive. Why yeah. are you laying down? <laughs> ankle in my face. Yeah. yeah. Touching you through the screen. You know, Most I mean, erogenous. Zone. Yeah. yeah, I did lie down. Do you feel it? Do you feel it, listener? <laughs> lying down with me as I speak to you? The After Dark podcast mm-hmm. is after this. <laughs> Adam. Ladies. Uh... Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a tough week. I've been, like, in a, the nature of my job, you know, like, I do development software, 
kind, right? Oh I my don't, god, I don't, we don't want to talk about work. I don't build apartments. Um, is that a kind of is that cadence, right? Like I'll go and then there's not really much to do. And if you're my boss, just know that I'm working all the time, 100. There's the always time. something to do. But if you're you're not my boss, eh, you know, this is kind of time to dig around. And then you know you're like, well, there's a deadline coming. I guess it's time to work, which is you know human nature. Um, and uh, it just but there's been like so many deadlines stacked up on top of each other because it's you know um, well I guess if you're my boss is uh, you know just the nature of the business how we deliver value to our our customers but if you're anybody else it's just a lot of bullshit right and so a lot of bullshit stacked upon each other and so I just been crunched uh, so I feel like I've kind of operated in like a fog of work um, and I was. Very old this week, and that I put in a mouth guard to sleep because I was grinding my teeth. Apparently, oh wow, that's what the dentist said. She was like, "Yeah, you can kind of tell you grind your teeth a little bit. You should get a mouth guard. It only costs like a thousand dollars." Like, how about I get the twenty dollar one at the CVS? Uh, so I tried it out because I could feel like I, you know, a little tension. Let me try this out. Yeah, uh, and so I, I and it worked. What do well, you do? turns out. So there you go. So I'm going to be like, it's my first step towards being old and where you need like a knee brace to sleep or some shit. You know, yeah. here's my knee brace, my mouth guard, my, you know, sleep yeah. apnea mask. Here's my mask. So I can block out the light. Here's, you know, or you just drink stuff. a lot. So that you just, there's that too. Yeah. And then you get like eight pills, you know, maybe a yeah. lotion, a cream, an anti-cream. My, yeah. my bedtime routine is getting exponentially longer. As I get older, there's more layers of potions I need and pills, and there's this whole like mouth rinse routine now, and and it sucks because the more kids you have, the less time you have to do all that to do anything. Routine, yeah. So if you actually keep up with it, then you're like up at the wee hours of the night. Like I wish I was so, in bed right now. And not well, tell me, be, before she goes on. She's always had a long bedtime well, routine. There's longer. always been. I can't okay. really tell. She might have added two extra steps, and she feels like a lot to to her. But to me, she's always been like putting something on her knee, cream or face. I'm just gonna give a knowing yeah. look to somebody out there who's like me and understands. Sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying when she says that, if you're trying to like, what what is she doing? Uh, like mine is kind of like you know, brush your teeth. Well, you know, in my bed, youth, you know I, mean? I could <laughs> go to bed maybe every once in a while without brushing my teeth. Yeah, sometimes and like, you know what? There were seemingly no consequences. And but I'm now, right now, so I'm not going to brush my teeth when I'm yeah. drunk. I'm pretty sure that's bad. I'm interested in the mouth, in that whole thing, the mouth stuff. Yeah. Because I've found in the last few years that shit gets stuck in my teeth like all well, you the effing eating it, time. Right? You shouldn't yeah. eat it. Now, like, Every meal I have to floss. I never used to have to floss to get You're stuff old. out. Yeah. You're well, old. I mean, yeah, I know. I, I've had to swear off popcorn entirely for yeah. that reason. God, it sucks, man. We're so old. Look, you just get all your teeth out. Oh, follow up to a previous show where uh, the kid. <laughs> Speaking of teeth, <laughs> we got to steer it out for this. No, no, it is the same thing. So we were talking about the kid, right? The new kid, and he was like teething. Speaking and we were saying, of removing your and teeth, and I said. Um, I feel for him because I feel like there's back pain and there's like tooth pain, like the two worst pains, right? Well, we had a guy in our home who had the both. 
And he, I asked him, and we got the chance to put it to him. Like, you can, you know. He was here for other reasons. Yeah, he I was mean, the AC make it guy, weird. but it was him. And, you know, <laughs> so we were like, you know, he's like Australian or something. Anyway, he, he was saying, yeah, it's definitely tooth pain. That yeah. he said the back pain, he could like numb it up. Like I said, you know, you can take, you know, crippling, uh, get a crippling addiction to it, but it numbs your back pain. You feel good there, you know. He he asked the guy, he was like, can you put some more Novocaine in there? And the dentist was like, no, man, I can't. I would, it, you'd die. So you're <sighs> just going to have to grin. And he was like gripping the, as he was like, you know, drilling. I don't know what he had to do, rip out his teeth or something like that. But there it is. Tooth Unequivocally, pain. tooth pain. The worst. That's what I said. Yeah, I've experienced some tooth pain. And that was the worst pain I could imagine. You know? Take care of your teeth, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck and your even back when though. you do, they may still fail you. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe break your back to get the toothpaste, I guess. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. Um, so, Norm MacDonald died today. And that gave me the sad. Sad. Um, like you, uh, YouTube already would recommend to me a bunch of Norm Macdonald videos because I couldn't resist them already. Like they were just like Norm on Letterman, Norm on Conan, and I was like, oh, this is this one's funny when he he did the made fun of Carrot Top, which is like a famous one. Um, and I mean, you know, so like it would recommend them to me, and I, you know. Every couple of weeks, whatever, I'd watch a couple, and that would make it recommend more Norm to me. Um, so, I mean, you know, uh, I've seen all this stuff. He's still funny. We watched the Norm special, the, the most recent one, Hitler's Dog. Hilarious. He's a funny guy. Uh, it, it's very, I, I mean, I think somebody said this. Who said this? Um, comedian guy. That it's very Norm to have... Battled cancer for ten Anthony years and not Cheslenic told anybody about it. Yeah. Said that, yeah. Um, and uh, I agree. I didn't know the guy, but you just kind of get that vibe. From yeah, him. he died of cancer, and he hadn't told, I guess, anyone except yeah. for like the one person who was with him, his producer, longtime yeah. friend. Yeah, crazy. I don't. Don't I mean, I know like who Norm. Norm <laughs> I I don't not like him. I know who he is, but it's not like I'm. I don't. You're not a big Norm guy? I think I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did an impression of him on this show. Yeah, didn't go ahead, I? Do you got it again? No, we'll have to pull that up. <laughs> I'm not going to embarrass myself again. But <laughs> Here's a clip of Gina doing Norm. <laughs> Insert that now. Um, yeah, he's funny. He was I funny. think he's funny. Yeah, I have no problem. I have no... I'm very neutral about him, I guess. I didn't realize that people cared so much about him or he was so yeah. meaningful to I th them. I think yeah. for me, like when I was, I mean, I don't know, he was kind of on SNL in the early 90s. I was a kid, right? So yeah. I didn't get it. I, you know, like he was not as like funny or obviously funny as other comedians, right? So I think what I kind of realized as I got older and like appreciated different kinds of comedy or different levels is that comedians thought he was funny, you know? Like, other comedians mm. are like, yeah, whatever, they can be competing. But he was funny. Like, they were like, man, Norm is just a pro's pro that, you know, like, they respected him. And you, as I got older, you can kind of see that, especially you kind of get into comedy where they kind of review all that. Everybody would talk about Norm, had a Norm story. Um, and Yeah, I, I think, think David Spade posted on Twitter today that he was the last living comic that, 
truly didn't give a fuck. And if you watch any of his old clips of his stuff, you'll see that I can see why they would say that because he was willing to talk about anything. And what I think what I appreciated about that was that it was very cringy and uncomfortable. (laughs) Like he will make you uncomfortable with topics that he could discuss. But if you really listen, he wasn't saying anything all that offensive. He just had a good way of like flipping things to make it acceptable yeah, to say. Was it, like, it was yeah. like the, like, you know, and, and it's especially now, right? Like, uh, not to be like cliche or anything, but I think the topic right now is like, um, there's like a backlash to that comedy thing where everybody, like, people, comedians like to say, freedom of speech, you get to talk about anything and, and nothing's off limits, right? And then other people are like, well, yes, it is. You can't talk about these things or whatever. And I think that, like, Norm MacDonald was the kind of guy that could because he had the talent to do it. And like, ultimately, comedy, you know, you makes you laugh because it kind of shows you, it gives you some perspective. It makes you think about things that maybe you're already, under- or it helps you understand the way you think about things, right? Um, and those are, like, the really good comedians. There's bad comedians that are out there doing terrible comedy, you know, shock comedy just to say stuff. Um, you know, and those people are, they're not that good. And they're, if they're the ones like, well, we need the freedom to whatever. And you're like, yeah, well, you don't really justify it. You just sound like you just want to say curse words. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I think Norm completely understood like stand up comedy or comedy in the form. And he was always kind of doing stuff there that you're, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it, it was just. He appreciated the form, and I think he did it very well. And also, yeah. like I said, he so he was always pushing the boundaries of some things, as he would. It's somebody like it's like somebody loves baking. They're just gonna keep finding new ways to, you know, find something exciting about baking. He was always kind of doing that. And I think as you do that, you kind of run up into some things that don't quite work, or maybe nobody's ready for yet. And then he'd still kind of get there. I don't. Know. He was. I have to uh, check him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, this Norm Macdonald guy. I guess I'll check him out. <laughs> I know who he is. I've seen him. I've just never like been like, oh, there's a Norm sketch on YouTube. I should watch that. You yeah. know, never sought him out. Check it out. But that would be a great time. Everybody's gonna show you a bunch of Norm. Stuff. I will get stuff. back to you and let you know unequivocally whether <laughs> he's like, good or not. Nope, he's never gonna <laughs> make it. I turned out <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, it's uh. I think the other thing about him that I I had seen before, like I said, I was kind of a normal fan, is that people had said that he was kind of mean. (laughs) He's a mean guy. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Also, some of that is just kind of his, like, his, the way, it's part of his act. I think he was always kind of trying, he was always on. He's always on, yeah. yeah. That was probably his problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, like, the way he'd be on talk shows, he kind of just like, oh, you know, you got to, you got to talk to the guy there, right? You know, like, you know, the thing with the guy with the thing. And all of that stuff is like calculated because, you know, it's funny. Uh, somebody posted a quote uh, about him uh, from him saying something like, 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 life is great. You know, you get to kind of do all kinds of stuff. You know, you can go see stuff. You can wear hats, you know, and whatever. And like, that's the joke. You know, you can go live all this life. It's great and wear hats and whatever. And then it says, you know. 
Yeah, you see so where I'm not normally don't, don't, don't we had to hear him say it. There's a timing issue here, I think. <laughs> Guess you can't tell jokes leaning down to drinking a beer. Explain the joke. <laughs> yeah. Um So yeah. Norm. Norm, Norm, Norm. Norm McDonald. Yeah. I was done on a first name basis with him. <laughs> Me and Norm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was thinking about that, like people on first name basis. It's kind of hard to call. I mean, you know, people like uh, you, you call me Mister or whatever, or you call me, um, you know, Adam to my friends. Uh, that's it's hard to do what, but it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird thing, like you know, like why do we restrict that? Like this, you know, that's your name, right? Like your name is, you know, Norm McDonald, and then like if he was there, he's like, no, you, you call me Mister McDonald. I mean, it's just kind of weird. Every, you know him as Norm. If I just started saying, yeah, you know, Norm can go screw himself. And you'd be like, you talking about me? It's like, no, no, no. You're Mr. McDonald. I'm talking about somebody else. Like, he knows what I'm talking about. It's just a weird faux. No, it's different. And thing. I'm pretty sure you were on the yeah. other side of this argument at one Before. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Adam, it's no. about the coach thing. I think it was about playing the coach devil's thing. advocate. Because no. it's like their stage name. So you know them as, you know, I know you on the stage as Adam Martinez. So. Don't say my name. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I'm a fan and I don't know you yeah. at all other than that, for me to come up to you and be like, hey, Adam. Yeah. No, I don't know you. It's not the same no, thing. No, I, I get that. I was in right now. I was not talking about just like a stranger, but like if you were just, you know, we're all talking. I mean, and that whole hey, can I can I call you? Can I call you Gina? And then I mean, what are you gonna say? No, and then you know they're not gonna call you that. Like it just it seems weird. Some people yeah. do say that. No, yeah, yeah. What what the hell am I gonna call? Maybe you only now? because they now asked though. Yeah. Maybe they don't like. Yeah. You were dumb enough to ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pandering little. <laughs> uh, have you ever restricted the way somebody can address you? No. I I mean, I even I tell my students when I introduce myself to my students, I say I'm Dell because I just don't give a shit. You know, that's who I am to me. Like for me, that's my identity. Mr. Smith doesn't make sense to me. I understand it's a sign of respect or formality or whatever. And I'm down with, I will, if somebody calls me that I'll respond, but, um, I'm fine with, I don't think respect comes from the way somebody speak to you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like I, the I name they address yeah. you by. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I could say my recent experience with that is that, our kids sometimes, our oldest sometimes, will call <laughs> us by our first name, just because yeah. she knows it. Yeah. yeah. And so you need the the context to go with it. Like if I would, if you would have asked me before I had kids, would I want my kid to call me by my first name? I'd be like, no. But it's different having seen you know the evolution and how that might come about. Then like, oh, it's kind of cute when she does that. It's. Yeah, it's like she weird. she knows to call us like mom, whatever. Or dad. She does that all the time, but it's sometimes to to get her attention, she's like Gina. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but it yeah. works, and that's her like desired you know goal. There, I get why she yeah, does. She's that. like, well, I know you answer by that too, so yeah, she just Let's try that one. <laughs> yeah, but my nep my nephew doesn't call me Uncle Dell. He just calls me Dell and Sarah, Sarah, and 
I, it's not a disrespect thing. It's just what he hears everybody call us, you yeah. know? And so, so now he knows your name too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like my mom, I, you know, I call her mom and I wouldn't, I don't really call her by anything else. It's also weird now because I called her grandma. Like her name has changed. Anita? In my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I just call her. I have to, I have to practice that with, with Sarah every couple of weeks. That's Adam's Um That that kind of stuff, right? Like I hear other people call my mom by her first name is weird, and then like yeah. me calling, but you know she's my mom or she's now she's grandma. It's kind of weird that I say grandma, otherwise it wouldn't confuse everybody. Like yeah, uh, I'm like uh, mom and. My kids think I'm talking to my wife, and so everybody, <sighs> everybody got a new title change. You know, I never, I always thought it was so dumb when people would like call their spouse mom or whatever. Yeah, and I already feel it happening. Like yeah. I already am like, okay, I get that. That's it. Totally, gonna, it's going to be a thing. Yeah, it does. But it's it makes sense in context. Yeah. But yeah, right. it's <laughs> also who you're like when you're talking to like everybody you know like I, i'm not gonna call gina by a pet name in front of like her co-workers you know so i'll just be like you know what you guys know her yeah as. you guys know her as gina or whatever and so yeah. then same same kind of deal it's like um With you know around. her as mom you know <laughs> like mom's gonna send you guys to bed in a second <laughs> or you know you're like dad said he's gonna he has to do some work and so whatever that's kind of how it works uh, so, yeah, you end up talking like that. Yeah. And a lot of times <laughs> I'm talking to my mom. Like, if I'm just talking to just me and her, I was like, hey, mom. But if the kids need to hear, like, grandma, where are we going today? You know, it's kind of like that. Like, they're listening to me say it. So it's for their benefit. It's kind of stupid. But, yeah. yeah. Getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Weird things happen. How's it going, yeah. mom? Oh, you know, it's going great. Um. What uh? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm just feeling totally. my, my hip is happening. <laughs> I am oh. getting old. It's probably because you're trying to seduce us right now. I'm not doing like not a normal person that way. I'm feeling very the pain uncomfortable. In my feeling my hip. Yeah, I feel like I have to put my clothes back on. Like. <laughs> Cover yourself up. <laughs> uh, Y'all want an update on the coffee saga? Yeah. No, man. Nobody wants to update on the coffee saga. <laughs> I what? roasted today for the first time with no problems. What? How many times had you roasted prior to that? Yeah. What is uh, the percentage on problem? I think when we last spoke, you were on your four. first big order. Yeah. And yeah. so since it was then, very white guy kind of thing done? there, where you're just like, you know what? Uh, here's the thing I've never done before. I will make a promise that I probably do can't it. keep. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I so this week I had to deliver some coffee that I bought from somebody else, you know, because yeah. the the roaster was out of commission. But finally got it put back together. I'm pretty sure I got the engineer that designed and like built my whole system. I'm pretty sure I got him fired. He doesn't work <laughs> at the company anymore. Um. What? I called in full exasperation earlier in the week and i was just like look and just like vomited like all my anxieties onto this customer <laughs> service person like i felt so bad for for this woman and uh and i would get like you know into it like five minute spiel and be like i this is not i'm sorry like 
you i don't need to be just laying it out on you like this and she was like you are perfectly fine you have every right to feel this way this is terrible i can't believe this has happened to you and i was like well yeah i just you know i was like Nick won't get back to me she's like well Nick no longer works here they <laughs> i was like good <laughs> i was i was like i i was debating on whether to call y'all and tell you Nick should no longer work there because his customer service he was the support person and he was terrible and i couldn't Dang. get him to respond and his responses were super generic and and not helpful had no con no connection well like he would respond in the next week or when he decided to respond again it was like he didn't realize that we had already had this long conversation i've been calling every day trying to talk to him you know sort of thing and uh but yeah i'm pretty sure that i had a direct hand of that because i ended up calling the other company that built the other half of the of the machine uh of the system and uh explained the situation to them and they're like well we know bill I have bill's personal cell number i'm going to call bill Dang. kennedy the owner of san francisco roasters and blah 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 and after that it doesn't work there anymore so um i no. feel like i probably hit played a role in that or he was already leaving and that's why he didn't care one or the other right. but uh i'm i'm sure it probably was one like you're probably one of many straws right you know, that's not, that's what it sounds like yeah it's never the, but, the thing but it's, it's yeah. usually yeah indicative yeah. of a larger pattern there yeah yeah for sure and uh well, so, regardless, the coffee so, roaster, their solution yeah. solved the problem. And I did it today, roasted for eight hours with zero issues. And I I teared up, like seriously. <laughs> I was so freaking happy Jeez. that this saga was over. You know, just that like it felt like such an unreasonable amount of energy and effort to put into something that should have just worked. That paid an immense amount of money for that should have worked, you know? Yeah. and felt like i was on an island out here trying to solve the problem by myself and uh yeah so it's good well congratulations, I have, I have congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now let's see if i can make any money with it now i don't have any excuses anymore so. yeah i think you already owe a couple of uh like uh penguin listeners some some coffee. yeah rudy your coffee will be in the mail tomorrow <laughs> nice freshly roasted yep uh, I ordered five thousand dollars more worth of uh, with the green of coffee today. Yeah, Damn. f that dude, man. I hope I hope he learned a lesson. I hope he grows from this experience. Yeah, I don't think you really mean that, but yeah, uh, I do. I do. If if he ended up being like an <laughs> unbelievable engineer, and somebody was saying, "Hey, what what led you what?" you know, gave you the drive to do that. So he comes as a great engineer you, and he was like, well, I worked at this, this roast, uh, coffee roastery building company. And, you know, I designed this system that was a total failure and <laughs> got called out on it and got fired because of it. And, and that caused me to really reevaluate how I approach things. Like that would be awesome. You know, I would feel good about that. <laughs> you know, I'd like I mean maybe a cut of success too, but <laughs> uh that makes sense that sounds a little greedy not not the yeah. i wasn't say it sounded greedy before you asked for his money but um <laughs> yeah i mean or, or, I, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying yeah um yeah i, I think that, that that happens a lot right like you don't really 
you don't really wish ill, like long-term ill on this person, but you kind of want, you don't want to call it justice because it's not like, you know, a crime was committed against you, but you also, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Like you, you, you as a group advertised the service. And I said, okay, and we had an exchange and I feel like you're not holding up your end. Right. So that's kind of where, you know. It's just a matter of thinking about other people. The fact that your action or interaction inaction affects me. And that was what I said. I was like, look, this is costing me a thousand bucks a week. I said, do y'all, I, you know, I either need y'all to fix this problem or start sending me a check. That's what I told the woman on the phone. <laughs> she was like, you're right. I understand. I think you're right about that. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get agreement on this, Sweet. but all right. So I'll just chill and y'all just start sending the money. <laughs> but, I mean, that that's good that they sort of cleaned it up for you. Right. I mean, yeah. that I think is the hope of every, what is the, what is the male Karen? Cause that's what Dell is. Is he, is he kind of doing some? Oh, I don't remember what what name the, wanted, the internet has to agreed talk on. To customer service, and you know. <laughs> I don't I think I was I being unreasonable. I, I think I was being very <laughs> reasonable. I was willing to do whatever steps I needed to do. I just needed some guidance, and I wasn't no. getting it. So I'm just giving you a hard time, but yeah, I know you I, are, I know, I know asshole. <laughs> Carol At least I here. got you to sit up. <laughs> oh, that's only because my head was hurting a little bit. You know what I mean? Ken. Ken sounds like Ken sounds like a good us. name. Yeah, I think yeah. Ken. I I would say Ken, but you know, sure, whatever. Um, what? He said Ken, like K I N. Like Ken. 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 I would say Ken. There you go. That sounds better. I can like understand what you Ken. There you go. Sounds better. You say I'd say Ken. <laughs> Keen, <laughs> well, like you're talking about your relations, you know. Maybe he is me and my keen. So. Uh, cool, man. So, you're gonna be roasted coffee. You can find it. What is, is it? A website? Is it called it. Coffee Roaster Time? Super Developing cool? the platform, online platform. So, Crossroads Coffee Roasters. You can find us on Facebook and stuff, and I'll be posting. You, you can buy Facebook, it, I'll man, sell it to you. Really but we, we'll, have a, we'll have an online uh, uh, mercantile shortly as soon we'll, as we'll help built. with your jingle i appreciate it Cup roses from down. Yeah. <laughs> don't reveal it now <laughs> now i don't have to pay you it. for it no. i can just go i can just Done. go do it um so i mean that's cool good good stuff there uh, I'm glad you sorted it out. You seem happier about it. Like you got a smile Get on your face off all your the time. Yeah, it's it's crazy how hard, how long. I last Wednesday, Sarah was realized that I didn't have a gig or anything on Friday, and she's like, "Date night Friday night," and I was like, "I can't even fucking think about date right now with the <laughs> with the roast or not. Like that's all I can think about." It did. It consumed my world. It was like ruining my ability to enjoy life it really was it's the first time i think i've ever experienced that without the knowledge that that was going to end you know at some point you know and uh well it, we know you're really gonna be what, what kind of dad you're gonna be out here in this you know? well, and, and hey, dad, i finally got would you like to uh, have a catch like, i got 30 pounds of coffee to roast god dang yeah it's not about having the coffee to roast it was about yeah sure this it never ending yeah black hole of of i didn't I'm, know if i'd ever be able to, are you, you suggesting know? that this is the only life hurdle you'll have there won't be another 
There won't be anything I else that's going to challenge say, them in the future. I didn't say that was the only hurdle I've ever had. You know, like hey, Dad, you like taking ch- my. I learned how to read a book. Do you want him to read to read to you? God damn it, yo! I got this. <laughs> taking my PhD exams, you know, qualifying exams were a huge hurdle. Probably the biggest thing I've ever yeah. done in my life. But I knew it was this thing for this amount of time. This is what I need to get past it. And when I was on the other side of it. It would be fine. Mm-hmm. I can do that. It was the, you've been doing this for a year. We yep. sent you the stuff. You sent it, set it up. It still doesn't work. We're not responding to you. We don't know how to fix it. You're on an island here. Yeah. Did they even consider in the hole. sending somebody out to kind of tinker no, with it? I, I suggested that. And they yeah. kind of like brush it off, you <laughs> know, but uh, it was getting to that point where I was going to, demand that they send somebody and yeah. i'd be like yeah i'll pay for it and then they get here and be like Fuck you i'm not paying for for this <laughs> but um good luck i'll pay you how about i pay you in 16 months which is how long it took me to yeah, get the roaster yeah. after i paid y'all yeah. uh so so anyway it was just that man it was just and it was coupled it wasn't just that it was that on top of coming into the slowest month of the year with and having to pay because of the way payroll fell and taxes fell paying one and a half months taxes in the midst of it was a lot of a lot of a lot of things like a lot of things i understand i mean i'm sure uh, this is the kind of apology you'll give little junior dell yeah yeah, when you tell him that you know he can go (laughs) take his stupid glove and his stupid baseball and get the f out of your house you know because right now you got real work and uh you know if you want to eat who do you think paid for that baseball bat, huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm so, as you're apologizing for all that, I'm sure it sounds very much like this. It's great to yeah. get an insight into, you know, <laughs> six years from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that to be part of my mm-hmm. life regularly. You know, I've experienced that, too, in my hey, life. Uh, and what, I don't. What about date night? Uh, oh, I got yeah. your date night right here. God damn it. Yo, yeah. who's going to pay for this date night? Taxes are yeah. due, you know? Man's no. working and slaving over here on this thing that I bought and put myself in. And these choices that I made, you know, my own self. Yeah, but but Sarah, you know, like y'all said, I seem different. Sarah noticed on Friday after the after the shit that I got the HVAC guy to come out and and hook the stuff up, and uh, she said I seemed a lot more relaxed. And then I had two gigs this weekend, and both times the rest of the band were like, "You you're playing." so well like <laughs> yeah, i was He's like happily playing apparently yeah apparently songs like, have a different sound yeah it really was weird um yeah, so i do think that, yeah i didn't realize how hard it was hitting me but yeah dude that, that's what happens it's how it works you get stressed out about stuff i feel like everybody's dealing with some of that right now with covid a little yeah. bit yeah uh I was going to tell y'all that uh, last week I had my own little COVID scare and I, it turned out to just be allergies. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but it's, I was like. Well, I, let it, for the record, uh, I I was like, this is just allergies. Just yes, like, Adam just, saved me gonna, <laughs> from you know, my like, COVID. Okay, well, um, <laughs> why don't you just go lie down for like 30 minutes and you'll be all right. Uh, I'm going to be over here. Not well, you know, the, see, that's the thing She's writing her will and testament. of the stress of living in this pandemic mm-hmm. world. You have to question every sniffle. 
and suddenly yeah. take, you know, a million precautions to make sure you don't get anybody sick if you might be sick, especially in a house full of kids, yeah, unvaccinated children. the equivalent children. of grabbing some ragweed and then sniffing it hard and be like, oh, <laughs> I got the cover. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I had like a slightly runny nose mm-hmm. one day and I didn't think much of it. And then the next day I woke up feeling like, oh, it's kind of settled in my throat. And then I was kind of achy. And I was like, is that like achy, achy? Or is that like achy? And I didn't know if it was from like being busy around the house or whatever. Or like, you know, something setting, settling in my body. This is the virus. And so I was like, well, I better wear a mask now before I figure out what the heck this is. And then where am I going to go get tested? How long is that going to take? You know, you just start having to figure all this stuff out mentally. You know, just during the morning, I'm just, you know, spending my first couple of hours thinking about this stuff before Adam reminded me that I was, like, dusting all the blinds the day before. And <laughs> anywho, but... Well, let me just say that this didn't sound right. I dealt with it not because I'm just a great husband, but because she well, sounds nobody exactly accused like you of that. our daughters who do the same thing. Like, I cut my knee. I need to go to the doctor. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure okay. you're okay. okay. And so okay. then I just, yeah, uh-huh. is it all right? Uh-huh. I'll rub it. Uh-huh. Does it feel better now? Okay. Uh-huh. All right, you're good. Okay. Do you know what's going on? I got the COVID. Did you Did you just sniff uh-huh. like all that dust? That just, uh-huh. You feel you better now? You just do a line uh-huh. of a right. dust like cocaine. Oh, yeah, I sure. put it down in the other make, one. Make light yeah. of it. We won't talk about your allergy fit you had like a month before that where you did the exact same thing. I didn't do And that. laid around in a mask <laughs> because you you didn't know if you had COVID, but anyway, I didn't think just that. Me. I said this is probably just the allergies. He said from behind his mask. I wore the mask because I had to go finish cutting the grass. It's what I had to do. That's what happened. It was definitely allergies. My point is, listener, you can ignore. Wear a mask sedu- when you go cut your overgrown over lawn. That's the that's the plan. That or when you're dusting, you have to worry like this now and. I read an article in, I think it was on Slate, um, that she pretty much said some of the things that I was thinking. I'm like, exactly. But that we can never stop worrying about. And that's where I'm at mentally right now. Maybe like a few months from now, we'll be like, that was funny. I said, we'll never stop worrying. And here we are. We're done with it. But right now, it doesn't feel like that's ever going to be the case. And I'm like, it's just so much extra stress, you know, on top of all the normal things you have to worry about. It's just this extra, it's always there. It's, I don't even know if you could call this, oh, first world problems, because this is everybody's problem right now. It's obviously worse for some places than others. But, um, like, you know, I think about taking our kids to go do something. Like, what are we going to go do today? Well, I don't want to go there because it's indoors. And right now the Delta variant is crazy, horrible right now where we are, like the... Uh, severity of uh, infection rate is super high kids are back in school who knows you know how the mask enforcement is going throughout our school districts so we're not going to go do that we're going to go just sit at the park and avoid other people yeah i think that we have been doing for the last year and a half that prolonged heightened level of awareness is what has made some people say you know what forget this I'm not going to be concerned about it. I give up. I don't care. And I think that's why I'm Except a little... Except that seems stupid, too. Yeah, it does sound stupid. And that's why I'm a little sensitive to that because I can understand where they're coming from. And it's a little bit like, you know, but for 
you know, whatever circumstance, there go I, right? Like, I could see myself to say, you know what? Who cares? It doesn't matter. I'm whatever, you know. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to police everybody's poor decision-making all the time, but I know that we have to be a little better than that, um, you know? But uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't say that my personal level of caution is extreme because like after the soccer game mister one i play rec league soccer that i'm just like it's like calculated kind of thing like i know that um when i'm vaccinated um so i'm not likely to uh like i think it's like one in a thousand or something like that last time i checked that it's gonna get like a breakthrough infection or something um but also that it's an airborne thing and the air is, you know, out of doors is a great diffuser of that kind of thing. Um, and then, like, I went to have a couple beers with some of my teammates. But we were outdoors. I was by the street, so I probably was getting more toxic fumes from gas off, you know, than, than actual. And there was, like, nobody off there. Gas. I was in the wind and the breeze. And so I was like, you know, I mean, like, there's a, still a chance that I get something. I probably, I don't know, probably touched something gross on the table. But, um it's a calculated risk. It's not zero risk. I could have just said, nope, I'm just going to stay inside. But I think there's some amount of like, like you're saying, it's good to take your children out to go do something, but, uh, you have to do the math and that doing the math can be exhausting. If you're always calculating it, if you're always trying to figure out where can we go? If we go here, then we have enough precautions. What are our plan B's if, like, it turns out, like, say you take them to the museum and then there's, like, a tour of homeschool kids or something like that. You're like, all right, well, we don't want to be around those kids. Where do we take them? Where's the next place? Are we prepared for anything else like that? It can be a headache. Yeah. Yeah. We know you don't care, Del, because you're just <laughs> you're one of these Mississippi people, like, throwing caution to the wind. No, I uh, I was thinking two to things. One. <laughs> One that since I've had it, like, I don't think about it at all anymore, you know? And in some ways I'm like, I kind of hope I'm around people. So I keep getting, you know, the immune response stays active. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? Uh, That sounds like, that sounds like some Mississippi logic. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. uh, Anti-vector say that. No, it's true. Like the, uh, from this, the research I've read says that like you're less likely if you've had, if you have the active immunity from having been sick, a, the, been sick, that you're, that that immunity evolves more quickly and better than having the vaccine to new var- variants. So, so being re-exposed is actually, uh, I guess you could say it's a good thing or it's not a bad thing at least, but um, but then the other thing that I've thought just recently and I had this conversation with Sarah a couple nights ago is like, once a baby comes, are we going to require anybody who comes to see the newborn to be vaccinated, you know, mm-hmm. or what, what are our limits there, you know, and, uh, or wear that a mask was a, or only see yeah. them outdoors or what? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what that looks like in January, but. Yeah, I think, I mean, it kind of depends. We're looking at it like, um, I mean, I'd like our children to be vaccinated before we are a little bit more loose loose with everything. 
mm-hmm. and just because like they are the most vulnerable and then we you know they don't get to make any decisions they're they're just you know uh it's like side effects basically of our decision making and i was thinking about this like some kid in like houston they sent her off to school and whatever and like so the mom got it the five-month-old got it and this four-year-old girl got it and she yeah, had a fever at 2 a.m. and she was dead by 6 a.m. Yeah. And, you know, even though that's not likely, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, well, um, when it's you, you know, you feel like you lost. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're like, well, you know, there's no comfort to be like, well, nobody else's kid died. You're like, yeah, but mine right. did, you know? And, right. you know, I, yep. I don't feel like, uh, you know, well, well Oh shucks. So, you know, we don't want to be that loose with that or, or anything like that. And I think because even if, you know, there's, there's been people in our lives that, um, you know, you know, you got it. Um, some, my immediate family got it. And then people's like, uh, friends of friends kind of deal. They got it. And some, all of them were very anti-vax, you know, like hard, taking hard stance, ridiculing it. And a couple of them, died Mm. and i think that's it's that like who does it spare you know the the people of those anti-vaxxers they're literally texting me saying see it was no big deal i'm fine but the people that died they don't get to say that that's what i'm saying is it like it it's um I guess both are, they're they're both right, you know. Like you can you can stick your head in the lion's mouth, and if you it comes out, you're like, see, look at that feats of strength and daring and skill. And then you know, when the lion takes right. a bite, and then you're like, well, they don't. I mean, you know, like they experience the consequences, and so then you know they they're sort of right too. They're like, look, if I get bit, my head gets bit off. It gets bit off, man. It's fine with me. Right. Okay. It's I like guess you people right. who feel real bad for Steve Irwin because he died, you know, yeah. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He was playing the odds, you know, and eventually the odds catch up to you. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't worry about children until the Delta variant until it really started being like, Oh, this thing, because the original didn't seem to really affect kids or maybe they just were naturally not around it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, with the Delta stuff, like I even started messaging, messaging Jeff and I was like, are your kids going to get vaccinated? And he's like, they can't until they're 12 and all the, you know, and yeah. so, yeah, yeah it's, it's a changing thing. That's the biggest thing is that the, it changes. It's been changing so quickly, you yeah, know, yeah. our understanding of it. So that that's why, like, for us, I don't think we have any, like, hard and fast rules. Like, um, you know, it's more like, we're going to approach it the same way. Like our process is going to stay the same. I feel like a football coach now, you know, you know win or lose and you know, we can't focus on the results. It's all about a process getting better every week, you know, uh, improving just a little bit every week. But a lot of it is that right. Is that last year we knew that it was, it, you know, the, like you said, the, the common knowledge was that it was dangerous to older folks. And that's about it. That if you were relatively healthy, with the the exception of some some unfortunate few, you know you'll be fine. But I think some people were taking those things and pushing it to the extreme uh, because they were like, "See, it only affects old people." So sorry, Grandma, I'm gonna go live my life, freedom. And they were saying stuff like, and people were saying this. They're like, "I'm young, I'm in college, I don't really see this. It doesn't affect me. I'm gonna go party at the beach." And then you know that turns out not to be have been a good idea. 
combine that with like a general skepticism of like I don't want to say the solution, but a possible reduction in the and you know getting a vaccine reduces everybody's um, like the extremes and like the worst case scenarios. Um, also, it limits the number of people that are in ICUs, right? Mm-hmm. So a guy he died of a heart attack, a heart condition. He didn't have COVID, but it, the ICUs are full. Was it Alabama or something like that? He I, couldn't get in anywhere because everybody, all these people that, and it's largely people that are unvaccinated, are in ICUs. Like you know, and yeah, they're yeah. not thinking of the next person. That's what I'm right. saying. Is like to to Gina's point, I see them out there doing stuff, and they're not thinking about my kid. You know what I mean? Right. And so I got to think about my kid. Uh, we got to think about our kid. And so, uh, yeah, I was. Like, we had a we had a birthday party for our, for our kids, and we were uh, texting like, "Look, if you're you want these anti-vax people, don't come, don't come to the party. Like, we don't we don't need it. Um, you know, we don't need the headache, and you know, it's fine. It's it's your yeah. decision, but this is the consequence of your decision. Right. Yeah, and you know that's yep. fine. Yep. Mississippi, you know. Governor Reese wants to refuse all this federal aid, but now we're overrun. Our ICUs are completely full. And uh, so now we have all this federal, you know, emergency uh, triage tents and shit set up in Jackson and other places to, to handle it. But he didn't want the aid when it was, you know, yeah, before this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those kinds of things are silly. Yeah. People playing politics and, and yep. getting real real proud um yep. so they can look real real cool and the danger is you know not to everybody says this all the time but they're it's costing lives right it's affecting people's lives that um people are dead because of those decisions now yeah some people are going to die anyway but it probably wasn't the same number right just because yeah. somebody wanted to look real cool and win an election so i don't know you can play governor for a little bit longer right uh, those things are, are, uh, they're ridiculous, but it's also, it's how it's always been. People have gone to wars and all kinds of other stuff for stupid reasons. We went in a stupid war Full over of there. vaccines, uh, too. Yeah. They went full of vaccines, too. Yep. You say they went full? The yeah. army, to the military. Oh. Yeah. In order to go, oh. they got injected with... <laughs> With cocktails full of things. Yeah. Man, yeah, some stupid people with some stupid tweets. I've seen them out there. They're like, can we talk about how more people are vaccinated and now more people are in like the hospital? So what was even... I was like, yeah. The Delta <sighs> variant, shit, it's more contagious. That's the answer. And Everybody wants to be fucking clever. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Yeah. With the normal person is they want to feel like they're clever. Yeah. yeah. Let's find an angle. What's the angle on this? Mm-hmm. You know? How come Truth nobody doesn't ever fucking talks matter. about? Shut up, man. That's what I tell people. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Um, yeah. It, it it's uh. So stress. It's it's stressful thinking about all that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, Too much stress. It's a real thing. Yeah. I don't know the answer to all of that. I I do appreciate like for me the the difference in pandemic years twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one has been having an outlet. Being vaccinated, being able to go play a little soccer once or twice a week has been tremendous for me in terms of stress relief because I can go sprint for 40 minutes and, you know, 
can't be done. And like, you know, going and compete can like exercise a little bit of uh, stress that I'm not thinking about work or whatever the case is. You know what I mean? Um, whatever we're thinking about. Oh, the AC broke. What are we going to do? Do we got to do this? We're going to do that. And, you know, it's kind of cool just to be like, you know what? I got to make sure I play this position or else this guy's going to score a goal. Just completely different. Take my mind off it. And also the physical exertion. That's been good. And, um, but even that can be kind of uh, annoying sometimes, especially when people like don't don't run and they don't sub out the game. It's like, come on, dude, get mm-hmm. out the game, man. I see you walking out there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be the only. Like, I'll sub sometimes. I'm not tired, but I'll sub just as like a courtesy to kind of be an example. But I see this other guy. That guy's walking. He's not getting back on defense. So I'm like, hey, hey, and then they try to pretend like they don't hear you. They're like, hey, get out the game. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, ref, I'm subbing in for him, and I just start walking over and he tries to hide. Get out the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have that. There's, it can be some stress. A little team dynamics going on. So people get mad because you don't pass them the ball. Or, it's the same people know. that don't take vaccines. <laughs> no, I mean, for the most part, uh, I don't know. Maybe some people do are good liars, but both both of my soccer teams are at least all on that vaccinated. same. We're vaccinated or we, we're taking it seriously kind of deal, so. I've seen a lot of anti-vaxxers fall in the last month or two. Change their tune. Well, I know some people are like getting mm-hmm. vaccines on the sneak, yeah, but then still being all like, yeah, vaccines ain't for me. Like, like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. You mean that? And everybody knew he got his. USC announcer now. Yeah. Proud. Somebody to be proud. Fuck. Sorry, I didn't mean to mention his name. <laughs> Uh, so I know we we kind of uh, branched off of of what you were saying. Is there anything else? How are you dealing with your stress? Baking? Uh, I don't know. I think um, sometimes I'm failing at it. Like you said, the physical exertion, doing something to take your mind off it, is has uh, been a go to of mine off and on. But I've had various issues popping up that feel like set me back so um haven't necessarily been able to do that with the kind of consistency that I'd like to so it's hard to figure out something that works and then I'm like I'll just journal again you know that's one of those things that always pops up like I'll, I'll become a journaler that's what I'll do and I'm not gonna journal I'm not <laughs> journaling I'm not writing anything down and uh, then I'm like, you know, maybe I should try this therapy everybody's always talking about. It seems <laughs> like, you know, you talk to somebody and when am I going to go talk to somebody for yeah. hours at a time? And then maybe we should talk about Ted Lasso. But <laughs> if if ever you're watching that, like everybody is, um, yeah. then you know that from a television version of it, therapy takes a long time to... get to what you actually want to talk about to build a relationship with this person you have to talk about all that crap think about how long it took to get to know you know your friends and how long before you actually told them anything particularly meaning about yourself so that sounds like a waste of time (laughs) because i don't have years years to invest in a breakthrough (laughs) so yeah i don't know i don't know how well i'm dealing right now i feel like i'm probably just getting a lot of new gray hair but then i also feel like we complain too much right now. You know, like part of me is more like I'm, I was born, you know, mid eighties and part of me is like, (laughs) you know, apparently that's old now. 
um, that it is. Holy you know shit. what? Why do we need to be okay? Why do we <laughs> need to not be stressed out? Like, why is everybody owed this relief from stress? Because it isn't just kind of like part of life, kind of part of being. I mean, I, I also I was born in the mid '80s, so I do agree with you there. But I'm, I'm like, I, I, I feel like that a lot. I do agree with you there. That I think a certain amount of stress is healthy, like a, a healthy level, right? It's like, you know, they say working out, right? Uh, doing deadlifts or whatever your workout is, exercise. It is a stress in your body, and your body basically says, dang, uh, you know, we got our ass kicked today. We need to prepare for that. So while we're healing up these muscles from ripping and tearing, let's uh, build them back a little bit bigger so we can be ready for the next thing. And that's how you get, right? Like, you need the stress sure. on life. And you said that you need to get sick from a disease so you can build up stronger. There are some things, though, that are too powerful for you, you know? Um, there, There is such a thing as too much weight, uh, too much exertion, too much yeah, sickness or, that you can't handle. Or for too long. Yeah. Something that's not, not that much. The bed just goes on too long. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, dude, look, man, like. Uh, she's a woman. <laughs> I meant man in the general, the unmarked sense where I'm talking about everybody. You say look human uh, person. Look look people. Um yeah. I don't buy it, man. I don't buy the idea that that we're just supposed that we've gotten not okay with life and like we should just be okay with life like our our elders were okay with life because we grew up in the fucking gap, man. Like we grew up, we are the first generation in the eighties. People who were born in the eighties are the first generation where people in their sixties didn't retire. Yeah. Okay. People who were elders in their positions didn't pass on the, the mantle to the younger generation. Yeah. We got skipped over in every way, in every way. Seriously. It's not, it's not, I'm not just like spouting off. This is literally what has happened. And so People who are 70, 80 years old are dying and passing and the mantle is getting passed to people who are 20 or 30 years old. Yeah. And so all of the people in the middle just get, get looked over and it's just the reality of the situation. And I think it's caused our generation to reevaluate what the fuck matters in a lot of ways, you know, and we say, no, we don't dig the status quo and we don't really dig what you younger people are saying either, you know? And trying to find a new path. And I think, you know, they talk about the lost generation or whatever, but I think it is unique. From an objective standpoint, I think we're in a unique place that people have not been in before. So I may wait, may agree with some of what you said there, but you did say they some people talk about the lost generation or whatever. Like that was literally a generation between like two world wars. So I mean, I think it's just a little bit different. Um, but no. I I do understand. I do, it's just it's how flippantly you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. People, you know, in a plague and a depression. But I mean, you know, come on. Uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't hand over hand over the CEO position. Now I got to deal with what middle management. Jeez. No. Yeah, but and and I, I'm not saying that we didn't experience like what they sucks. experienced. Yeah, I but, get. I but from what. what from our whole existence, maybe yeah. it happens once a cycle. Maybe it happens once a century or something. You know. But from the 50s, you know, our parents and to an extent grandparents to us, to the generation after us, 
like a like we sit right in we are the bridge generation you know we are the ones that grew up without analog without digital knew the life that that existed and the life that exists after you know I can understand. I can get that. I think there there are a lot of generations that had both. I you know I think about my great grandmother and she, you know she grew up in a house without running water and stuff and she, she she died with the internet. You know what I mean? Like it just right. Like life was a big a lot of changes for her. But except it ha- it wasn't right. It was still a lot of the same. It was like take going to work this that and the other. Um and I, I mostly I think about those things as like not being that important. And I think kind of take your your point there gina like um when i feel and i start feeling sorry for myself like you know here i am and i'm i'm I'm, you know like i've had it tough people pass over you know you you can find not to be little people that have actually you know like are all the struggles people have i think it's all those need to be addressed but i don't think they need to be that overwhelming thought in your in your brain because sure it's too much and i think i said this around like the uh the snowpocalypse we had down here in San Antonio, right? Is that it was happening, and then somebody tweeted, you know, I see everybody enjoying all the snow, but I just can't think help but think about the homeless and the vulnerable people. People are dying right now, and you're out there making snow snowmen. And I'm like, God, what a fucking just, you know, just like way to t- suck all the joy out of life. Like you need both. You need to make a snowman, throw a snowball, and make sure people are clothed, right? You need to do both. That's what we need to do as a community. You know what I mean? Like, you you have to. Yeah. There's all of that is, is responsibility. Too much of any one of those things, and then you're not doing you're not doing what yeah. you're supposed to. If you're only looking at the horror and pain, you're not doing you're not doing your job as a human and looking at the joy and fun. And if all you think is it's all rainbows and you're you know, only posting Instagram posts and just everything's amazing. And you're not occasionally going, man, life kind of sucks. Um, you know, somebody yeah. else died today. Uh, then I don't think you're doing, you're doing the right thing either. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I don't say, I'm not saying I dwell on that kind of stuff. I just, no, just I, from I, like, yeah. let's talk about like a church perspective, just for instance, which is where a lot of my first insight into this came when, you know, when I was growing up, my dad and his peers became like deacons of the church in their 20, 25, 30, 35 years of age. Right. Yeah. But by the time I was that age, new deacons were becoming deacons at 60 years old. You know what I mean? Jeez. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not like that's, and then, so you're not going to get, you don't get to be a deacon maybe until you're 60, but then all those people die and there's a huge gap. And so they have to fill it in. And they're going to start with the younger people because they're going to be able to be deacons for a long time. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's like the the queen, right? Like the queen of England, right? Like her, her son is like, yeah, maybe I don't want to be king because, uh, what is it going to be like two years or something like that? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. She's been the queen for a long time. I don't know. There's short reigns. There's long reigns. There's, yeah, I think that, um, you know, you, you asked the baby boomer generation, like, I mean, Man, wouldn't you? Why don't you guys die already? And they're like, you know what? Go screw you, man. I'm not gonna die. I'm living. I'm in, like, my <laughs> parents died early. I thought I was gonna. My life was gonna be over by this time. So I'm gonna right. enjoy these extra twenty, right. twenty five years I have. 
Um, and it's, I think it is unfair to just look at them saying you are awful. And I, I, I think that that kind of, it's real easy to say, you know what, baby boobers maybe a little selfish and then kind of shame them a little bit and say, so maybe we can, um, reconsider the way we, what we think is important instead of saying, yeah, they all need to die. Let's get them out of here. Cause yeah. I think that and- is. Yeah, that's not what I'm trying yeah. to say. I'm not saying yeah. you're saying that. I'm yeah. mostly referencing yeah. like some of the extreme sure. rhetoric that you see like on Twitter or whatever. People can right. pick up on it. Like, oh, what's up with baby boomers? They just ruined the planet and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you're talking about real people. That's fun. You're joking, kind of throwing it out there. But, you know, if you examine yeah. what you're saying, it's kind of silly. It's very right. silly. Right. They're just doing their life. And we just, it's just the circumstances of how we came up and maybe didn't adapt to the changing nobody had the vision to see how things are going to be you know like people are going to go from 50 60 70 year old 70 year lifespans to 80 or 90 or 100 year old lifespans you know in a matter of you know a, yeah. a I mean, decade or so you know uh apparently in the 80s right exxon you know um they they did the studies and they knew what it was going to be like they're like yeah the planet's going to go to shit and yeah. so let's lie and say it's not. Um, right. But also we know it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like that, that kind of, are we agreeing with you there? <laughs> <laughs> Did we send you down a, sorry. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. off on a tangent. I agree with what you're saying, Gina, that like, I don't know that we need to be okay all the time. I do think that a little bit of stress is good. But not a lot. I don't know. It, 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 finding the balance, I think, is the great challenge in in a person's life. Some of it's external. Uh, you could look up and say, you know what? You husband, you work, you children are really asking a lot of me, and you need to stop. And then other times, it's like maybe, yes. maybe complain a little bit. So I know it's like you can't be okay all the time, right? But yeah. the, the big question is, what's the best way to deal with it? Is right. it... And what's, how do you know when you've stricken a healthy balance or maybe you never can, you know, (laughs) maybe it's like, you know, you spend a few months where you are exercising and then there's a few months where Hmm. you're completely out of shape and you're eating like crap, but you know, you've got crap to deal with, so you don't have time for anything else. But on the whole, like on a year, you're balanced. Is that good enough? I do not know, but. Um, I mean, you look like, say, like The Rock, right? But it's like, you got to work out like that guy. That guy lives a life only to be as big and as ripped as possible. Yeah. And, like, his whole life and guys is like devoted that usually, to that. Not to say, not to wish ill on The Rock, but guys like that usually die unexpectedly. Like, <laughs> they, their heart pops, like, out of nowhere. And you're like, what the hell? Rob Rob McElhinney of, from Always Sunny, like, went, the season that he got really in shape, he had a whole like documented it on social media or whatever. And, and was like, Oh, it's, you know, everybody should do this. It's easy. All you gotta do is wake up and work out for 12 hours every day. And you know, like, do nothing yeah. Else. like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's usually people with the time and, and, and resources to do that kind of thing. It is like, I, I think it's kind of sad to hear people like, Oh, I got a meal plan for this week. And like, do you really need to make twelve chicken dinners, or you know, five? There's only seven days in a week, but 
You know, like, I think some people, yes, yeah, some people need to do that, <laughs> but yeah. most people don't need to do that. And yeah. so half the people doing it are probably not the ones who need to. Yeah. But we get I a know, little that carried sounds away. Like that, I, I feel like, like my mom a little bit where I feel like I'm getting trapped and somebody's like, all right, Tuesday, we're having chicken and rice and peas. I'm like, man, Tuesday, today's Sunday. What do we care about Tuesday? Let's talk about today. Yeah. You know? See what happens in between there. Yeah, <laughs> it might that, be an ice cream sandwich kind of dinner night. Yeah, and so, but I do think, yeah, there's a little bit of planning. Like, you need to plan. You need to do a little budgeting. Like, you know, we've kind of done that. Like, well, when you go shopping, like, on a Sunday, and I'm like, man, look, we get some steaks. They're on sale or whatever, and then some chicken. And so then Tuesday comes around, like, well, we got to eat that steak that we bought <laughs> sometime, and we got to do something with it, uh, or else it's going to go, you know, that kind of thing. I think that those are both you're planning but you're also doing a little bit of spur the moment and you so it's a little bit best of both worlds and i think um like in terms of stress relief or, or that other kind of stuff i, I mean that that's the only way i i don't know if it's the best way um i think a little bit yeah go be stressed out and then you go relax i gotta do a better job of taking days off and I, you've been encouraging me to do that kind of thing because i cannot sometimes i just keep keep grinding away you know mm-hmm. so i'm trying to be better just to take a day off and then it does work or take walks walks are stupid i hate them but like after work today i took a walk with my kid she's very much like her mom it's like who wants to go for a walk outside <laughs> and she's like oh yeah i do dad and she got her shoes and she's all excited and the other one was like ah no <laughs> i was like <laughs> <laughs> I Can understand. I with I'm you? Saying, walk, man, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so I fe- it felt like I was on a walk with you there. She's like all skipping, all happy, ready to go. It's fun. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> like, where are we even walking to? <laughs> What's the destination? What are we doing? Yeah. So I think we're ending, we're nearing the end of this episode right now. Um, Gina, Adam, where are we ending this episode? Uh, I think we talked about everything. (laughs) Uh, Everything's stressful and awful, but that's life and it's okay. Mm. That reminds me of a Norm MacDonald joke that we heard where he was saying, you always hear about people committing suicide and people are always like, "Uh, oh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why would you do that? And he's like, what, you don't know about life? (laughs) (laughs) That's the perfect ending, I think, to this episode. (laughs) Uh, Norm's a funny guy. Uh, yeah, was was a funny guy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Cut it off. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Bye. <laughs>